0: My name is Brother Siraj Wahaj. I'm the Imam of Masjid At Taqwa in Brooklyn, New York. This masjid has been established since 1981. I want to tell you something about my coming to the religion of Islam. My my story is uh, rather different, I imagine, from most people who become Muslim. I remember 1968 I was a Christian going to high school and um, one of the great leaders in this country, the African-American leaders, a man by the name of Reverend Martin Luther King, Jr. Um, he was very well known and he was a freedom fighter for black people. He was a civil rights worker, very well known, very well respected. Well, he was assassinated and he died in 1968. And I remember the day that he died, I was in a gymnasium in New York City after school was over I was playing basketball and they interrupted our play and told us that uh, he was assassinated I was very very sad I went home crying and we learned that day that he had died and I was very sad I remember saying at that moment that I was going to either be a a black Muslim or a Black Panther and the reason that I was going to be a black Muslim or Black Panther is because these two groups represented what I felt was the freedom and the liberation of black people. I had believed in Martin Luther King uh, and his philosophy of nonviolence very much, but I guess I became disillusioned when he died, and I remember saying that, yes, I'm going to go one way or the other. That summer, I started reading some of the literature of a group called Nation of Islam. And another group called the Black Panthers. When I was a freshman at New York University, I met some of the members of this Nation of Islam, and they proselytized me. They spoke to me about their faith. And um, and so I remember in December of 1969, I went for the first time, I think a Friday night, I went to one of the temples in Brooklyn, and on that night, I joined the Nation of Islam, and I became what is commonly called a black muslim at that time what I had wasn't Islam as I know it today I followed a man by the name of Elijah Muhammad he called himself a messenger of God at that time I didn't know really what Islam was I really didn't know what the Quran was I didn't know about Prophet Muhammad peace and blessing be upon him at all but this was my first experience to what I thought was Islam I stayed in that movement from 1969, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, and 75. In 1975, the leader of that community died. Elijah Muhammad died. And when he died, his son took over. A man by the name of Imam Warafuddin Muhammad. And he taught us that his father, in fact, was not a messenger of Allah and that, in fact, that wasn't Islam what we were learning. So I decided at that time to leave that community and for the first time really 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 learn about what Islam was I was so happy when, for the first time in 1975 I read the Quran actually I read the Quran in the Arabic language and not the interpretation of this man Elijah Muhammad I began to read the hadith for the first time I began to go to Muslim seminars and conventions and there I learned about Islam I began to uh, read books about Islam and so 1975 and 1976 I really really began to grow and understand Islam and then for the first time I became a Muslim for the right reason I became a Muslim because I really felt that that was the right direction the right guidance I believed very much in Prophet Muhammad and as a result of coming, becoming a Muslim and studying the Quran I really learned to love Allah and not only to love Allah and Prophet Muhammad peace and blessings be upon him but to love all the prophets to really love Jesus not as God or the son of God but as the messenger of Allah to love Prophet Abraham and to love Prophet Moses and all the great prophets and so that began my real real movement into Islam and I can say today that I'm very happy I'm very very happy to be a Muslim and to have met Muslims all over the world in fact the more i travel and meet muslims I, I was in india a couple of years ago and i met muslims there i went to pakistan and met muslims in pakistan and in turkey and in saudi arabia and in sudan and all over the world i began to meet muslims and and the more i met muslims and the more my faith in islam increased and my faith in love of this brotherhood of islam i could say alhamdulillah that i am really a muslim I'm a Muslim because I believe very, very firmly in the religion of Islam. One of my greatest ambitions is now that Allah has blessed me to become Muslim, I want to now go after all those people who are not Muslims. So one of the people that I've spent a lot of time with is the nation of Islam, the very community that I came out of. I used to be in the nation of Islam. I used to think that was correct. But once I learned that I wasn't correct, after I received the right teachings, I went back to the people of the nation of Islam and tried to invite them to Islam alhamdulillah a number of them have in fact become Muslim as myself like Malcolm X Al Haj Malik Shabazz he was in the same group the same movement And as you know in 1974 Malcolm X left the nation of Islam and made pilgrimage to Mecca and when he went to Mecca he saw that Islam wasn't only for black people as it was taught in the nation of Islam but Islam was for white people, for the red man, for the brown man, for the yellow man. Islam was for everyone all over the earth. So the same way Malcolm left the nation of Islam and became an orthodox Muslim, I also left the nation of Islam, but I continued to reach back to the people in the nation of Islam and try to encourage them to come to Islam. It seems to us that and over the last few months the leader of the nation of Islam a man by the name of Louis Farrakhan it seems to us as if he's slowly bringing his community toward the direction of Orthodox Islam we hope that it's true this is something that he said to us and we make supplication to Allah that it's true I also have I feel a mission not only to call the people from the nation of Islam to Islam but to go back to the people in this country I mentioned to you in 1968 I consider myself a follower of Martin Luther King Martin Luther King was a Christian I was a Christian and when I became a Muslim and learned about Christianity I feel now an obligation not only to go back to the members of the Nation of Islam but also to go back to the Christians so therefore I spent a lot of time uh, studying Christianity and Judaism and uh, because I live in a country that's dominated by Christians and Jews one of my great desires is to go back and to introduce Islam to as many Christians and as many Jews uh, as I can so and no matter how many times we say I became a Muslim for this reason and I became a Muslim for that reason really the bottom line is that I'm thankful to Allah that Allah guided me to become Muslim Uh, because it's very interesting to note that They are Muslim parents who live in the West. There are about 1.5 billion Muslims around the world, and one third of them are in countries where the Muslim population is a minority. So these Muslims all over the world, in the West, in the United States, in France, in Germany, in Great Britain, all over. And um, um, it's interesting that a Muslim parent trying to raise their children in America is not easy and um so they'll send their children to a a muslim private school and sometimes they send their children to a, to a public school and it's very difficult for them to maintain the islamic identity but if you think about it i was a young boy growing up in this society and i grew up going to public school yet there's no muslim in my family my mother and father weren't muslim my brother wasn't muslim my cousins no nobody in my family was muslim yet i became a muslim so i became a muslim in the midst of of no examples around me so if I can become Muslim when there's no example around me then perhaps I can help others in this country to become Muslims to be others in this city to become Muslim so I've gone all over the country I've spoken in colleges and universities high schools I spoke in many forums many seminars and I pray to Allah to continue to bless me that I could dedicate my life to inviting people to Islam why did I become a Muslim? allah knows best he's the guider and he guided me to Islam alhamdulillah i thank allah for that and now i must do the best i can to invite other peoples it's my opinion after traveling around the united states especially and around the world especially among christians and jews that muslims missed the boat in how to invite christians to islam in my opinion I think that there are a lot of people that that have done a lot of good work, very notable work. So this is no criticism of them, but my criticism rather is a general criticism. I think that Muslims' dialogue with the non-Muslims, especially Christians and Jews, has been lacking. And I would like to kind of give my opinion in a way that I think that we can better approach the Christians. By and large, the approach that the Muslims have taken is that to bash the Christians and the Jews to find areas of, of conflict actually there's many many areas where Muslims and Christians and Jews agree one of the things that Muslims the approaches that Muslims take in my opinion is almost to define Islam as something new This is the biggest mistake. I remember once I was in uh, Toronto attending a conference and the young Muslim person who spoke in front of me said that the latest, the newest religion is Islam, the newest religion. And I said that I would like to differ with you that Islam is not the newest religion. In fact, Islam is the oldest religion. I was reading a book by a Jewish author and in his introduction he said that Judaism gave birth to Islam and Christianity no no. Oh. Judaism didn't give birth to Islam nor Christianity from the very beginning the religion that Allah has given to mankind has always been and only been Islam but we misunderstand it now I think it's the role of the Muslims to understand uh, to explain to the Christians and Jews that Islam is not anything new, but it's the same religion actually as Moses. It's the same religion as Jesus. It's the same religion of every prophet. Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu said something very powerful. I think most Muslims missed it. He says that that my example, and the example of the prophets that came before me, is the example of a man who built a building and the building was perfectly put together and the people went around the building and said how beautiful the building except there's a brick missing and he says I am that brick and I am the seal of the prophets Now, what does that mean I looked at this Quran that we have and uh, I asked Muslims this Quran how much of it is new hundred percent of it fifty percent of it twenty five percent ten percent five percent how much of the Quran is really new. If you notice that Allah uh, uses words for the Quran, one of the things that he said, he called it, it is a verification of what went before it in the Torah and in the Injil, in the Gospel of Jesus and in the Torah that Prophet Musa, Moses, brought to the people. That means that it's a verification then that means that there are things in the Qur'an that's in the Torah, that's in the Injil. That's true. But there's a lot of things in the Qur'an that's also in these books. But he says, there's a brick missing. So what is the brick? Allah says in the Qur'an, This day have I, Allah, perfected your religion for you. He's completed the religion now. But what he completed wasn't a big, major portion, but a brick. And I believe that it's the Muslims' understanding of what this brick is that's going to make the difference between the Muslims and the Christians and the Jews. Christians say that Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the word. And Muslims argue with them on this point. But yet Allah mentions in the Quran that Jesus is Kalimatuhu, that he is, in fact, the word of Allah. But the Muslims rather than deny what the Christians say we shouldn't deny it but explain it Jews say that Moses is the greatest prophet because they said that God spoke to Moses directly and in fact they quote from their book where it says uh, in essence that that God spoke to Moses directly even as a man speaks face to face with a friend so this is their position Muslims don't have to argue the point yeah we argue you know who's the greatest prophet and all of that. The prophet said don't give me superiority of any of the prophets. Don't say that I'm even better than than prophet Jonah. So the prophet is teaching us something. If you study the Quran, Allah says that Allah spoke to Moses directly. Jesus is the word of God and a spirit from him. This is what the Quran says. And also Allah says that he spoke to Moses directly. Now prophet muhammad peace and blessings be upon him taught us that the first prophet to be dressed on the day of judgment is prophet abraham he said that only two people hasn't been touched by shaitan at their birth he said that was prophet jesus and his mother mary prophet muhammad peace and blessings be upon him said that the first person to come into consciousness on the day of judgment is prophet moses prophet muhammad peace and blessings be upon him said the most honorable person is prophet Yusuf the son of a prophet and the grandson of a prophet and the great-grandson of a prophet so when you study the prophet Muhammad he gave all of these prophets some peculiarity something about them that other uh, people didn't have something extra something special Now, what is that brick that's missing what is that that little thing that the prophet Muhammad brought that was different from all the prophets Again, I want to keep emphasizing the point that our job as Muslims is to help the Christians and the Jews understand Islam. Both Jews and Christians uh, respect Prophet Abraham. But who respects Prophet Abraham more? Study the Muslim faith. Muslims have to pray five times a day every day. And at the end of our prayer we must say Allahumma salli ala muhammad wa ala ali muhammad kama salaiti ala ibrahim wa ala Ali ibrahim innaka hamidun majid Oh Allah, bless Muhammad and bless the followers of Muhammad as you already bless Prophet Abraham and the followers of Prophet Abraham and this is something that Muslims pray every day in their prayer five times a day so we're linked to Prophet Ibrahim, Prophet Abraham we're tied to him and as you know Islam is a faith that makes us part of its basic fundamental principle that they must believe in all the prophets that came before and they must believe in all the scriptures that the prophets brought this is the point that we want to emphasize to um, to the Jews and to the Christians let me go to the point finally about what is in the Quran that we know for sure is different in any other script once the angel Jibril, alayhi salatu was salam, was sitting with Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessing be upon him. And he heard a noise above him. رأيه, the Prophet says, and he raised his head and said to the Prophet, Here is a door from paradise, from the sky, that has been opened this day, have never been opened before. And from that door came an angel, came down to the earth. And this angel has never been down to earth before. And this angel said to the Prophet, "Assalamu Alaikum, he greeted the Prophet and then he told the Prophet, Abshir have the good news binuraini, two lights that has been given to you, Prophet Muhammad, that has never been given to any Prophet before. These two lights represent to me the key of the Quran, what was given was in the Quran, that's not anywhere else. It's not in, in jail it's not in the Torah, it's not in the Gospel of Jesus, it's not in the Torah of Moses. Number one, he said, uh, Surah Al Fatiha, the first chapter of the book, the Quran. To me, the thing that the Christians and the Jews are missing is guidance. Now, how do I know that? Prophet Muhammad peace and blessing be upon him said that talking to his followers you will follow the way of the people that came before you step by step inch by inch so that if they crawled in a hole of a lizard you will fall right behind them. They said his companions, Ya Rasulullah al the al-Nasarra do you mean the Jews and the Christians and the Prophet said men, who else? So we learn from this is that The Christians and the Jews who had received the right guidance had left the path. And now it's the job of the Muslims to bring them back. But how do we bring them back? I believe that we bring them back by not with something new, but with the same teachings. But the recognition that there's two lights that the Prophet Muhammad has, a brick that's missing that they don't have. (laughs) That the messenger believes in what was revealed to him and so do the believers. This is that beginning of the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. And it also ends with Muslims making a supplication to Allah, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he would not put on us a burden like he put on those who came before us. So in my conclusion, Muslims have a lot of work to do of inviting these people to Islam I remember once prophet Muhammad ﷺ told muaz he said muaz you're going to Yemen among the people of the book let the first thing that you invite them to is the oneness of Allah when they accept that then inform them that Allah has made incumbent upon them to pray five times a day and when they pray five times a day when they understand that then explain to them Allah has made incumbent upon them to pay zakat. Now, it's interesting to note that 1,400 years ago, no Muslims in Yemen, nothing but Christians and Jews. But yet, and open up an almanac, and turn to the end, in the country called Yemen, you will find out nearly 100% of the people of Yemen are Muslim, because of the vision that Prophet Muhammad had 1,400 years ago, and that is given. The guidance to the people there, but in the best way. I close with these words. Allah in the Quran says, Call to the way of thy Lord with wisdom and beautiful preaching and argue with them in ways that are best. And Allah admonished the Muslims in the Quran do not argue with the people of the book except in ways that are best. What I've been talking about these last few moments is talking to the people of the book but in the best way the way that Allah has given to us he says to tell them we believe in what was revealed to us and what was revealed to you the people of the book our God and your God is one and we submit our will to do his will so I conclude um, my brothers and sisters from India or wherever you may be I pray to Allah that uh, the Muslims are sensitive wherever they are. If there are some people who are surrounded in their land by Hindus, then they have to be uh, uh, understand how to talk to Hindus if they live in an area that is are surrounded by Buddhists, they have to be very uh, sensitive to the people uh, who study the religion of, who practice the religion of Buddhism. But if you're in places like America, where the dominating people, dominating religion, is 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 Christianity, and Judaism, then we must learn how to invite them. I pray Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He can bless us and bless our efforts. We ask You to make du'a for us, and I pray that Allah will bless you in whatever area you are to bring and invite the people to the religion of Islam. Rabbil